I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No doubt. This is the 415ers podcast three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, in the Odyssey Podcast Network in cooperation with 95.7 The Game. Evan Giddings, Mark Grandy. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at egiddings10. Mark is at Mark Grandy. Mark with a C, Grandy with an I. Make sure to download, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. Three episodes a week, a lot of 49ers content coming your way. And as we sort of shift focus to the game itself on Sunday night, there's a couple of things I'm looking at, but the biggest thing for me, and knock on wood, of course, but it appears that George Kittle will be making his return to the starting lineup for the San Francisco 49ers. And that is someone that, as much as Jimmy Garoppolo, I think people associate with the 49ers, entering this season, you know, we're talking about who's going to be the face of San Francisco, who's going to be the face of 49ers football. To me, the first guy that popped into my mind was George Kittle. And he hasn't been on the field for the first two games. So not only do you get the production of a top two, three tight end, however you want to slot him, you're also getting one of your leaders out there on the field that absolutely impacts the game in a positive way. Yeah, of course. Uh, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, George Kittle, uh, you know, the, the, the common line is he's the best blocking tight end in the NFL, perhaps one of the best blocking tight ends the NFL has ever seen. But he's also one of the best pass catchers from that tight end position so he's really the best of both worlds and for a team that is as in love with the run game as the 49ers are Kittle is absolutely vital I mean oftentimes he's like a sixth uh, a sixth uh, offensive lineman out there and uh, I mean I I thought something that the Kyle Juszczyk said uh, earlier this week on an appearance with Damon and Rado on 95.7 the game was how a lot of teams are kind of copying what the Niners do in certain portions of the run game. There's a play where, where Kyle Juszczyk moves kind of in a, a jet sweep motion pre-snap and with the snap, and then he comes off to the left or right side of the offensive line and double teams the edge with George Kittle, and that opens up a lot. And there's just not a lot of teams that can do that where you have a fullback and a tight end that are as good at blocking specifically for the run as as George Kittle and Kyle Juszczyk are, um, and you try to replace that with a, a Ross Dwelly or a Tyler Croft, who's new to the team this year. Tyler Croft now, unfortunately, is going to be out for a few weeks, it seems like. But no matter who it is, you're not going to be able to replace George Kittle either in the passing game or in the run game. And I think it's a real shame that we didn't get to see Trey Lance with George Kittle this year because I think Lance would have looked a whole lot better. He would have been a lot more comfortable. 
probably would have helped out the run game and, and therefore given Lance more opportunities to throw the ball down the field. Uh, but there is no doubt, no matter who is that quarterback, uh, George Kittle is your best friend uh, because of what he does in both the run and pass game. And if he's back, uh, that gives the 49ers a much better shot at winning this ball game because despite the fact that he might not, you know, give you the hundred yards receiving every week that, that maybe a Travis Kelsey does a Mark Andrews does Darren Waller does. He has just as big of an impact, if not more on every single game than any tight end in the league. Yeah, no. And speaking of Travis Kelsey, I know that he even admitted himself that the way that they use Kittle in San Francisco is one of the reasons why he's maybe not seen as the clear cut best tight end in the league. And of course, you know, people are telling Kittle, well, you know, if you want to be Travis Kelsey, just quit blocking. But yeah, <laughs> you have to utilize what you're good at. It was his podcast with his brother, Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey. And I think it was actually Jason Kelsey that said, hey, George, uh, just don't be such a great blocker. And then you can you can catch more balls like it's pretty simple. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Shannon Sharp also said that at one point in his career is like, yeah, I don't, I don't get paid to block. Uh, but George Kittle does. That is he a does. fact. And George Kittle is it. he's paid a lot of money to block and he will be doing it hopefully all Sunday night long. The game will be 520. It's going to be in Denver Pacific time. And uh, I, I can't wait for it. Some other injury updates. Uh, Eric Armstead was a non-participant earlier this week. George Kittle was a limited participant in practice. And uh, Daniel Brunsko also questionable. But one thing as far as injuries are concerned, and I'm interested to get your take on this, Mark, the running back situation for the 49ers. Now, they've had somewhat of a revolving door, you know, running back by committee strategy in the past, looking as early as, as last year. Elijah Mitchell is, you know, kind of turned into their bell cow guy, but he was a sixth round pick last season. He usurped Trey Sermon, who's no longer on the team. This year, Ty Davis-Price, the third-round pick, goes down. He's going to be out multiple weeks now uh, with a high ankle sprain, according to Kyle Shanahan. So it's pretty much in the backfield going to be, I mean, you, you're looking at uh, J.J. was, you know, you're looking at Marlon Mack, who they just signed. Um, you're looking at a couple of guys that have not been asked up until this point to be 15 potentially 20 carry running backs and if they're going to run the ball 45 times like they did against Seattle it's going to be a lot of work for three running backs who are not particularly accustomed to getting that type of workload yeah obviously uh, you'd prefer to have your entire backfield healthy but I am not at all worried about the 49ers run game uh, obviously, Elijah Mitchell is has proven to be a quality back in the NFL. The only question about him is his health, and unfortunately, he's out right now. Ty Davis-Price, I thought, looked really good in his first NFL action last week. Just unfortunate that he goes down with an injury. Jeff, but Wilson, Jeff, Wilson, yeah, Jeff Wilson Jr., obviously, I mean, he got you know the lion's share of the carries last week. 18 carries, 84 yards, almost five yards a pop. Um, I think he's good for generally probably, you know, 15 rushes a game, at least moving forward, unless something changes. We'll probably see some Jordan Mason, who's the undrafted rookie running back. He'll probably fill in that Ty Davis price role from last week. Probably not going to get up into double digit carries would be my guess. I think where things change is we'll see more Debo Samuel and Kyle Shanahan was a little bit elusive when asked about this this week he said he, he was asked 
Well, with, you know, the injuries to the running back spot, now the injury to Trey Lance, do you expect to feature Debo Samuel a bit more? Is he going to get more touches? And Shanahan said, well, we've already involved him a lot in the offense so far this year, but I think, you know, the writing on the wall is he can be involved more. It, his usage hasn't quite been what it was like last year. And so I think we're going to see Debo Samuel in the run game more. He had four carries last week against Seattle, 53 rushing yards. Well, of course, 51 of them came on on one play alone. But I would expect his carries to probably be up closer to eight in this game. Evan, I'm not sure how you feel, but with Debo Samuel getting that many touches, he's liable to break one for 50 yards every single time he touches the ball. But with the combination of him, Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, maybe you see Marlon Mack, but but you can sprinkle in some Jordan Mason here and there. I think the 49ers run game will be fine. If there's anything that Kyle Shanahan can claim that he has done year after year, it is produce really, really good running attacks, no matter who his running back is. I mean, you, you think about the fantasy football world, the, the toughest question is who in the 49ers backfield do you want on your team? Because he can make anyone a star, and at this point, we're, we're just kind of waiting if anyone else is going to step into the spotlight because there's some open spots because of the injuries. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, I think right now your your pick would absolutely be Jeff Wilson Jr. He's probably going to get the bulk of the carries. And it could be someone, at least that I would look at, featuring out of the backfield. I do think Debo will get the ball more on the ground. But I'm also looking at a Broncos secondary that, at least coming into this year, I I thought was going to be pretty good. But they've looked, I mean, relatively shaky in their first two opponents of the season. Obviously, they lost to Seattle in, you know, weirdly spectacular fashion. They were (laughs) down at the half to Houston at home. Russell Wilson has looked not unlimited he has looked very limited in his first two games as his quarterback for the broncos and so although i i don't necessarily see a a huge issue with the running backs for the 49ers i do wonder how they're going to stack up against the denver pass rush i i don't know about you but i feel like that to me is probably where the biggest matchup is for me in this game just because the 49ers offensive line even though i think that was a large question for a lot of people entering the season. We haven't really heard much about them at all because they've played pretty well. You know, climate conditions against Chicago. Last week, they were very good. Even with some inexperience in the middle, they've done a, a formidable job so far. But I'm looking at the Broncos' pass rushers, Bradley Chubb, Randy Gregory, both on the outside, although Gregory is questionable. Like those are going to be two guys that you are absolutely going to have to keep out of the backfield with Jimmy Garoppolo. And one of the reasons that, of course, Trey Lance was hoped to be a different featured quarterback was because he could move in the pocket. He could evade pass rush, whereas Jimmy G is more of a standing target. And so I'm curious what your biggest matchup is of this game, because to me, 
I'm looking at the pass rush for Denver against the San Francisco offensive line. Uh, I think that's that's a good one. I will say I I think I am higher on the 49er offensive line than than most people are. Um, there's reason to be a little skeptical. Who have they really played to this point? I I will say I I think that Chicago has a good defensive line and. The Seahawks probably a little underrated in their front just because you're not really quite sure who they are just yet, but they do have a good amount of talent there. But still, they haven't played you know, people like, as you mentioned, Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory and DJ Jones, former Niner, who's now going to play you know, nose right in the middle of the defense for the Broncos, although he also is questionable to play in this game this week. This is probably the best front the Niners have played against so far this year, but um, I, I will say that I think the Niners' offensive line is has already answered a lot of questions. I mean, you look at their their young guys that have been starting. Aaron Banks, who was a, a high pick in last year's draft, didn't play at all last year. He's looked really good, especially this last week against Seattle. Uh, had. His his best game as a pro by far, of course, the relatively small sample size, but still former he was graduate really good. of Elsa High School. Just want to skip. Uh, oh, that in shout out, shout out. Um, also, uh, Spencer Burford, the rookie, he's he's been really good, and they're earning praise. You know, getting high PFF grades all all over the place. So I think this is an offensive line that is up to the challenge. I'll flip to the other side and think it's the 49ers front against the Broncos offensive line, because what's been the story in the past when the Niners play Russell Wilson, it's can you get to Russell Wilson quick enough before he is able to break down the defense and make a play down the field. The the defensive front is obviously the strength of this team for the 49ers. But if you want to be effective against Russell Wilson, you need to make him uncomfortable. You need to avoid his scrambles that turn into 50-yard gains down the field. This is a talented receiving core for Denver. They have the ability to separate from your defensive, excuse me, your defensive backs. I know that the Niners, you know, have been good there in the secondary, but so far you've played against Justin Fields and and Geno Smith. No comparison to Russell Wilson, even if he has taken a bit of a step back in his career to this point. I think the Niners defensive front, they have to be on their game in this one. They have to track down Russell Wilson. They have to make him uncomfortable. They have to get him for losses a few times and uh, make him pay for trying to use those legs of him uh, of his. Uh, I think that's that's my key matchup in this one. And I think that probably favors the Niners because their defensive front seven is probably as good as any in the NFL. Well, and I guess that's why I didn't necessarily look at that as the key to this game, because to be quite honest, I'm not I'm not really worried about the 49ers defensive line. I, I don't think they'll have an issue getting to Russell Wilson, despite his past success against them. 